say my own podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. I thought you were going to say consent, so I was leaving. I know, I was like delayed. I was like, the lady sounds different every time, or maybe it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, all break since this family last tortured us. Right. Um, I was just telling Kathleen, I watched the episode after her, and I was mad at Kathleen because she didn't really tell me how bad the episode was. She just like, yeah, okay, Godspeed. And then I was like, this bitch. <laughs> Usually she'd be like, ah, nothing happened. Or like, like I feel like I didn't even have to watch the episode. If, if you just watch the phone call, you can exit out after that. Well, and what's annoying, we've talked about this, like, the balance of the episodes mm-hmm. since coming to Hulu especially. It's like they don't spread this, the types of storylines out proportionately like the fun pieces of the episode or you know natalie will say the b and c plots yeah. could have been entertaining sprinkled in in another storyline yeah. but instead it was like this extremely like dark conversation between two sisters one of which started therapy and the other one really needs to go to like just zany antics in cabo it's like it w- and they kept going back and forth like revisiting the conversation aftermath and then back to fun, silly hijinks. It was just like those fun, silly hijink moments could have been more fun if they were sprinkled throughout yeah. a different storyline. And what's weird, we'll talk about it in detail, but just off top, I was telling Kathleen, I feel like an idiot. I should have known the episode was bad because the phone call was the only scene yeah. that, <laughs> that people were well, talking about. And they came out the gates with it and then like – it, yeah, they just they kept having to revisit it to fill out the whole episode, or people would have just like turned off after the first few minutes. Yeah, it was just so it was so strange. Once the thing I don't like about this show, it just starts. There's yeah. no like timeline. We don't know what. Like I was kind of figured out when she said, "Okay, dinner in Milan." edits like I still couldn't quite figure out where we are in the timeline. And then I thought it was weird too when they went to Cabo. And usually in true reality show form, they would do this. No one brought it up in the sense of, so how's your talk with Courtney go? Or what did she say? Well, where do you guys think you go from here? Like, you know, it's usually like one of those things. It wasn't until like, yeah, it was like later in the, the, end, the random the conversations, end. they yeah. were like, Courtney's still pissed. Or <laughs> yeah. Courtney's sending me all these emails. And it's like, I would have been, I if I was on a family trip and my sisters had just had a falling out again. <laughs> you would think that would be, especially, like, and Chris mentioned, like, multiple times, which they've done in so many of these, like, episodes where Chris is like, see, this is why these family trips are so important. Oh, God. But then they don't talk about Courtney for, like, another three, like, segments. I literally wrote down drinking game, take a shot every time you hear the word family, because... <laughs> Chris is over here talking about, I've got to keep my family together. Meanwhile, you're going on a family trip without two of your kids. Let's not forget Rob. So, and like, is it, are the editors doing this on purpose to make <laughs> them look stupid? Because it's like, you're talking about how important family is. You've not brought up Courtney not being there. Then Kim talking about how this is the year she doesn't want to have any conflict with anyone. Starts this, the episode with conflict. Yeah, literally came out the gates like... <laughs> Being a the bitch. whole thing was very disjointed. I was like, "Is it on purpose to make it look like they're hypocrites?" Or well, they need they need to drop the family act. Like, it you guys aren't some like whole like together family. We just love each yeah. other, which is fine. That's every family, but Jesus. 
Well, and it's, you know, as we get into the phone conversation, it's like Kim was barely showing genuine concern for Courtney, which was supposedly the impetus for the call in the call. Then she's on this happy-go-lucky vacation that's supposedly about family without a care in the world. She's not even bothered that her sister hates her guts and didn't want to come on this trip. Oh, got in the car was like, well, she hates me. I would be like a nervous wreck or like, or still bitching about my sister or something. And then when she finally does bring up Courtney, it's just like, this bitch keeps emailing me. <laughs> well, she's, oh, she's watching the edits, which I think we talked about that our last episode. I said, Courtney is not done. When she watches this, she's going to get pissed all over. Because they, I mean, I'm not obviously like a Courtney stan, but they were talking the most shit about her last. I'm telling you one thing that triggered me. It made me like, uncomfortable to watch i guarantee you they're talking about how courtney felt upset after the edits came out when courtney watches kim at the end of that phone call just scrolling through her phone mindlessly ooh, that would set me like into another dimension i was like that's diabolical yeah scroll the scrolling and then like the nonchalant trying and saying she fucking hates you and you're just like <laughs> yeah well, like posting a selfie well that and like i said the the nonchalant just like skipping to the car almost like she hates yeah. we just gotta deal with well i mean that's kim's whole mo it's like <laughs> yeah i'm i get to be fun silly life of the party when the one truth sayer in the family isn't here yeah it was weird so the episode, by the way, nice to be back. It was nice. Oh, yeah, summer. By the way. <laughs> it was a nice summer off from having to discuss them. I thought we were going to pivot away from these people, but when they provide content that's worthy of us talking about. Yeah, we'll just stay here. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, Kim now wants us to believe her and OB, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. might have something going on. Please. I don't. Whoever over there wants us to believe that. No way. The fact that, like, five seconds after that, like, nothing burger of a rumor came out, they were both doing the little Apple Music bits for a halftime show. I was like, if this was all supposed to be a setup for that, like, that goddamn troll song in NSYNC. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. These PR people who are trying to create fake viral moments think we're stupid, and I'm sick of it. That whole thing was just to promote trolls since they can't because of the, the strike. The strike, exactly. I said that from day one. I was yeah. like, this is going to be about one stupid fucking troll song. Goddamn troll. And at this point in his career, not only did Justin Timberlake need NSYNC because he couldn't do traditional promo because of the strikes, he's also become rather unlikable over the yeah. years. Oh, yeah, so for sure. he couldn't go on his best friend Jimmy's show. <laughs> people hate jimmy now yeah he couldn't post any you know like promotional things because he's a member of sag and the the movie is under you know writer's guild blah 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 so you make this whole thing like you guys are gonna go on tour please how much you want to bet that justin has like been begging npr to do tiny desk and they're like no bro (laughs) let's alone Although I would watch. I'm not even going to sit here in front. I would watch. I, I love to make fun of his hair, which isn't fair because you shouldn't make fun of things people can't control. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we all remember his ramen hair phase in, of old. But then there was a certain point in his career. At some time, I think it was during the 2020 experiment or whatever that was called, he started, like, 
like flat ironing, flat ironing, and like chemically straightening his hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now it's like a straight up helmet, and I'm like, well, I wonder if he's like a full on like hair piece because he like burnt out all of his hair. I wonder too. Ball. He just looks. If he were to get a stylist, I don't know. He just the swag is all gone. Like yeah, it's not school, middle school me would be in shock right now. Yeah. Like I loved it. I loved Justin when he was in NSYNC. Absolutely. Free the shit that went down with Britney. And even after that, I was like, he makes a catchy song here or there. He's funny when he goes on SNL. Keep it cute. But then he, like, just got more and more irritating over time. She's on his wife all the time. And then we found out. Yeah, we found out how terrible he really was. Threw Janet under the bus. People have made theories over the years that he perhaps was part of keeping JC from getting opportunities. So, you know, in the light of adulthood, he can go. Not to mention Justin, I mean, excuse me, Jessica Simpson wrote about how Justin Timberlake, was it Ryan Gosling? Or it was Justin, I think it was Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling had a bet on who could kiss her first. Oh, yeah. So even Ken was fucking up back then. Yeah, Ken, we need you to stay away from that man. And if it wasn't Ryan Gosling, my bad. I thought it was. But it's Justin Timberlake for sure. Because he, like, kissed her and then literally, like, called him right after in front of her. Like, I get it. Yeah, it's, he's terrible. But also, you made a good point about the, um, the uh, um, Odell Beckham Jr. and Kim Kardashian just shooting the commercial. Because I hear, and I believe this theory, that's what's going on with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That they're going to probably be in a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. And it's all the high- it's PR, but however way you cut it, it's PR. I don't even think but- I have like the emotional stamina to discuss <laughs> how people are acting about that whole thing. <laughs> That's Swifties. another song for another day. These are losing their minds. I'm not- here's the thing, especially with the Kardashian Jenner of it all. I don't care about the PR orchestrated shit at all. They all do it. It's not a big deal. Just be. A, clever about it. B, make it interesting. Believable would be nice. Believable. <laughs> have, don't trick us. Don't bait and switch. Like the sync thing is like they obviously wanted people to think they were going to go on some sort of like tour or something. Yeah. Or something bigger than a fucking troll song. <laughs> and the Odell Beckham Jr. thing is like, Kim's sexy. Okay, well then, whatever. Like, make out with Odell Beckham Jr. on the Usher commercial. I don't know. But... Yeah, it's like, yes, of course, Travis Kelsey's people have clearly been putting it into high drive. Like, he's getting yeah. closer to retirement. There's all these articles that have come out with, about him over the past, like, six months about his style. He rebranded back to a white person. He signed like, with CAA recently. CAA, exactly. He's he's making inroads to what will he do after the NFL. And Taylor's people called his people after he, they, whatever, they were coordinated. It's fine. I don't care. Taylor has to bury that the one time she chose who she was dating was a gross, racist man who looks like Schmeagle. And now she has to date Travis Kelsey to get everyone. The of it all is fine. The and way people react to it is the worst part. It's like. Well, I think for me, the way they reacted to how we don't really. How do I want to say this? There's nothing we've seen that indicates they're even remotely a couple. No, and it's like <laughs> people are like writing Tumblr fanfic, <laughs> right? And like reputable, like the Empire State Building. 
Twitter is like tweeting about it and changing their likes and stuff. Like, it's like everybody is like jumping down the gun because to Taylor's credit, whether I want to give her credit for that or not, the woman can push some money around. Like yeah. she attaches herself to something. People pay money. Great. Get it. But then on the other end of it, and the Kardashians deserve it, but at the same time, it's kind of like a double standard. Yeah. Anytime they do anything, it's like, this is PR. This is yeah. fake. This is fake. And all these people are like, in what world is this Taylor and Travis thing not well orchestrated? Even, I, mean, uh, I hope they like each other. I hope they hook up. That's I said the same thing about Kim and Pete. If you're going to pretend to have a relationship, at least get some D out of it. But like... Where is anyone saying, like, yes, this is obviously, like... Like, even Kylie and Timothy Chalamet put on a show. They were like, look, we're going to have to fucking ramp this up because no one believes it. Taylor Swift sits in a suite with his mom, and all of a sudden, it's wedding bell- bells. And oh, I'm like, I don't know The amnesia of Taylor wanting everyone to forget that she dumped Calvin Harris, going on a walk on the beach with Tom Hedelson's mom... Like two weeks after yeah. her and Calvin broke up. Yeah. Taylor. Shit. Different day. And I think to Taylor's credit, because she doesn't talk to us a lot, everyone thinks she's like some sweet angel and not calculated. She's a stunt queen. This she's fucking Sophie queen? Taylor. Sophie Taylor. Surf, Sophie <laughs> Turner shit. Oh, Taylor's such a girl's girl. Oh, please. Well, Taylor is getting more out of this than so. Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't taken the time out of my life to look this up, but I believe she's a Sagittarius. Yes. Her and Selena Gomez. I hate that. I know that. And Britney Spears is a Sagittarius. Nicki Minaj is a Sagittarius. What does this tell you about Sagittarius? Selena Gomez is a Sagittarius. They are fierce, sweet, but fierce. Yeah. Terrifying at times. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So, and like, part of the reason she's so good at pop music is because. She's calculated, and yeah. that's not a bad thing. Beyonce's not a bad thing. But, like, let's be honest. Let's just recognize who we're dealing with here. <laughs> I don't like, and this is a rare moment, I'll give Taylor a bone. I don't like the idea that she, like, dates a million people. It's like, no, she doesn't date that many people. It's just that we know about it. She's a celebrity. That's how Every time that she does. Yeah, that's and how it's celebrities date. That we know about it every time she does. Never an accident. But also, too, again, not to defend Taylor, but she's a celebrity. This is how. This is literally how celebrities date. They yeah. they do not. It's like, well, we'll get into it. Kendall got on my fucking nerves this episode. Way too much her. But when she was like, "I'm the worst single girl. I just sit in the house." When's the last time you've been single? Yeah. I mean, they did call her out on that. They were like, are you a relationship type girl? And she's like, yeah, but I'm going to be independent. And yeah. then the divorce was when she was like, I just sit back and let him come to me. Yeah, because your mom calls every publicist of every person that's famous until someone's willing to go on a date with you. Right. But like, I love that. Do you know how much we would all love to not go through the horrible experience of dating and being ghosted? Right. If we had a mom publicist that like found us a new boyfriend when we were bored. I would be living. That so would I would be love great. to date like a publicist. But yeah, the Taylor and Travis thing, listen, it's PR, but like Kathleen said, if we're going to do this, let's have some fucking fun with it. Like, I hope they make out. I hope they hook up. I hope they get drunk. I hope they both make a lot of money off of it. Right. And I don't even really particularly care for either of them. Travis is whatever. I think Chiefs fans, as well as Taylor Swift fans, are in an area of fandom that I don't particularly <laughs> gravitate towards. <laughs> 
But you know what? Other than that, I'm more bothered by everyone else's insane reactions. Yeah, I want us as a people, as a collective, to not be so easy. Like, we should have saw that and been like, eh, it doesn't mean anything. Like, we need more for us to write, like Kathleen was saying, a think piece or start writing fan fiction. I, I love the, like, are there, aren't they, yeah. like, the memes. My biggest thing was, where are the memes? Like, right. even Kylie and Timmy got some fun memes out of their situation PR relationship. At least give us something, but just no memes. vast unhingedness across the world. Even my friend I went to college with, she was my roommate, was in the suite somehow. <laughs> like, I go to Facebook, and I think I'm just going to see, like, the local, like, baby news. Baby news. And my friend's, like, posting the pictures from the suite. I'm like, what the hell? I can't escape it. You got, like, every brand, every, like, organization, every single person is posting about it. I'm like, okay, we got to be funny. What's the edge here? What's the... <laughs> I posted on TikTok, like, page six did an article about Travis Kelsey's dating history and put Taylor, and I was like, mm, I don't know much about algebra, but something's not adding up. And then, you know, the unhinged, it's, it's not just Swifties. It's like people are so literal and don't take the time to think, oh, because she's not black, Tra- Travis can't be into her. Well, yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. But also the women that Travis Kelsey dates, they're super glamorous. Yeah. I, I'm not saying Taylor Swift isn't a cute girl. She's a she's a lovely looking woman, but she's very everyday looking. Her, so that's her brand. Yeah, she's her brand. Yes. Girl she's next selling. door. I'm my, a girl yes, with the bangs. Yes. Even when my dad was an oil baron and I <laughs> had a lot of money that cut me into and the my, And my red lipstick and Sophie yeah. Turner were just going to dinner, just two girls. But you know, I probably have like... 12 tubes of the best red lipstick available on the market on hand with my not face. even out yet. Yeah, but Travis Kelsey is dating fucking IG models. Even down to like the body type, the way they dress, the swag, the way they hold it. that's really the point I'm trying to make. Like this is so left field. All these people who are like he's a good guy, he's a nice like wholesome boy who loves his mom and I'm like is Okay, that's a caricature that has clearly been, like, fashioned for him by his recent team. Yeah. Even Taylor, it, it's a caricature that she yeah. has leaned into. Like, I'm a dork. <laughs> Look at my dance moves, and I have weird, ugly bangs. I'm on the bleachers. <laughs> like, and that's not a diss to her. It's clearly working. Right. It's that she has so many, like, strong fans is because they can see themselves in her. Even if yeah. that's delusional. Yeah. Because... She's a gojillionaire. Yeah. But I'm like, if you want to believe that this is so, this is the, she's cheer captain and I'm in the bleachers. Cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. I'm not going to lie. I love the era of Taylor. I was like, these little catchy country songs. Yeah. And then she pieced out a country, used it and was like, all right, thanks. 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 Sneak right past you losers. I'm right. I'm not from Philadelphia. I'm from like rich suburban area of Pennsylvania. Yeah, because didn't she like move to Nashville to be a singer? Like I, I think yes, her family's from Pennsylvania, and they like moved to Nashville so that she could become a singer. And that's all I need to know. Kids will not believe uh, that beat Beyonce single ladies at the VMAs, and it's continuously beating Beyonce for some reason. That's why I was kind of glad Beyonce didn't put out visuals for Renaissance because bitch, if I had to sit through the VMAs and hear Taylor Swift winning over anything Beyonce, I'd have lost my fucking mind. Like not again. Oh <laughs> Just again. I know I, I told Natalie this dark thought I had 
Beyonce's last show is in Kansas City at the stadium mm-hmm. the Chiefs play at. Mm-hmm. And I was like too scared to even look if it was a home game. I was like, <laughs> it would be, it is bad enough. It, what we experience, we're going to experience again at the next game he plays in. But I swear to God, if she shows up to the Beyonce final concert and it becomes all about her, I will lose my shit. Oh my God. How annoying would that be? So thank God. She would do it though. Cause remember the brand is, I'm a girl's girl. I got to show yeah. up for the girls. Exactly. But I'll be like, girl power, powerhouses supporting each other, even when her, like, both stand. It, 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 it would be bad. It would just be my worst nightmare. Keep the world separated. He <laughs> plays the same night, but in Jersey. So I imagine it's how, like, probably Ice Spice felt having to sit next to her for the entire VMAs. God, I couldn't imagine. Especially, she's so extra only because Swifties don't be mad at me, but we gotta keep it real. She knows the camera's on her. That is the issue. She's so extra when the camera's just chill. Why are you hella yelling in a suite? And why are you yelling, let's fucking go in his mom's ear? Like, that's crazy. And it's not only does she know, but also you guys are doing it. It's like, there's like 47 shots of her per hour and they're immediately being like reposted ad nauseum. The NFL. Like, definitely okay. uh, if it was a natural meme, I would be more into it, but it's not, it's just the same thing over and over again. And everyone's like, Oh my God. Did you know that Taylor Swift was at the chief's game? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, like, sitting right next to the window. So she can, where's the joke? Yeah. Where are the jokes? Uh, yeah, we need the jokes. And then we make a joke, they get mad. So, again, we're all for PR relationship. Just make it believable. I don't think Travis make will it even. believable. Make it fun. Right. jokes. And, like, temper it. Like, a little goes a long way. Like. Right. And then the picture that TMZ released. Here's the thing. I get it. Me and Kathleen are a little bit. We're not the average consumer of pop culture. So some things I get. But somebody was like, I can't believe someone was at that private party and leaked this picture for money. That I'm thinking, Taylor, you, Taylor's agent. Thank you. I'm like, are you naive? Do you, are you crazy? First of all, if it's a Travis Kelsey party, everyone in there was, most people in there were black. I saw another picture. It was all like his homies and stuff like that. Um, they're like his actual friends. So I don't think they're like taking a picture. They just sat in a fucking suite with her all night. Why would they need to take a picture with her? I do like the theory that someone thought that Brittany Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' wife, is like going to be jealous that there's like attention being taken away from her. And she leaked the picture. Very unrealistic. But I, I would love to see a little bit of that drama would be more interesting to me. Right. I would love to see her desperately trying to, like, be friends with her or something. Yeah. Like, like, if yeah, that was the case, like, just something. Can we make it a little bit spicy? I was saying, we need something, like, some fun stuff. Like, even Timothy. We're going to be onslaught with this. Can we make it interesting? Even Timothy and Kylie are trying to keep us interested of coming out, getting out of, like, the same car in, like, Paris or something. But yeah. they didn't go to the show together, which was kind of disappointing. I was like, dang. Well, and Travis kind of did that with, like, his podcast that with his brother. All of a sudden, he's, like, out of respect for her. Pri- she's a private person. No, 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 no. Uh, no she's Joe not. Alwyn was a private person. <laughs> not saying you need to air out Taylor's dirty laundry, but this whole hullabaloo 
You cannot suddenly be like, she's private, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. Sir, you were talking about giving her a bracelet and all this garbage and have her sitting in the booth. Fighting the number. And secondly, the next day, be like, she prefers her privacy, so out of respect for her, like, I'm never talking about this again. Yeah, Yeah, fucking right. Right. Well, no one wants to confirm. You have a lot of nerve. No one wants to confirm anything. Where are your diamond earrings, Travis? I know. He's totally changed on us. It's sad. He is a fuckboy, though. I'm, I don't tailor nobody. I wouldn't suggest anybody try to be in a serious relationship. Now, if oh. you're picking it with him, great. But he gives Travis is the most dangerous type of man, especially now that he has a team that's, like, mastering the strings. He's got that, like, as Beyonce once said, that swag sauce, dripping swagoo. He's swag. got, like, a, a je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Well, when he has a beard. Right now, this, like, state trooper mustache thing. I mean, I, I enjoy mustache. Jan has a mustache, but... But I'm saying when he... A certain he, he type himself, of mustache. Yeah, he himself... He's got the high-end height with the mustache, earrings out. Again, he, he plays for Kansas City, and Kansas City... Not all Kansas City fans, but there are certain types of Kansas City fans. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, Travis he's Kelsey. He's a different audience lately, even though he's always been a chief. They, it's like yeah. his people are like, maybe give a give the white folk. Give the white people some love. Yeah. <laughs> give, like, maybe do a mustache and not so much a beard. Take yeah. your earrings out. Maybe go to Supercuts. Date the whitest week. white girl you can possibly Date the whitest imagine. girl on the fucking planet. Like it just all, all of it together. Uh, and maybe like, start dressing worse. Like yeah. even the way he dresses now, you're like, what the fuck are well, you? Whole, like Taylor Swift does the like secret like Easter eggs that the fans are always looking for for like names of songs and stuff. And I saw that the like out. This is how chronically outlined how and I are. The like outfit he was wearing was like called like 1989 bed sheets or something was like the name of the pattern. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like how many people are on the team that came up with this whole shenanigans? <laughs> like, Total shenanigans. Want, want to be yeeted off this earth. Like everyone calm down. Like Travis, if you want to make it, you gotta be white. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> All I'm saying, Godspeed to both of you. All I can think about is Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson. That was a dark, dark era. And, and they used to blame Jessica Simpson for Tony Romo losing the game. Well, and he was so grumpy at that time. He clearly didn't want to be in this, like, big aim bubble publicized relationship. And that was pre-social media. God, yeah. he'd lose I remember being surprised when he became a commentator that he was so pleasant sounding. He's so good as a commentator. Because all I could remember of him was that era where he was like trapped. And this, is, this isn't a diss on Jessica. It was that yeah. at that time, the all the PR people were like, you have to do it this way. Yeah. And at the time, Jessica Simpson was so famous. But she had such a terrible dating history. I mean, from the Nicola Shea stuff and then Johnny Knoxville and John Mayer. And then Tony Romo was probably just the normal fucking guy. was like, this is insane. And she'd come and sit in the box. And then, speaking of Justin Timberlake, 
And then Justin Timberlake hosted the ESPYs. I don't know if you remember this. You can look it up. And he, you know, like when Drake does it or J- Jamie Foxx, when musical people do it, they do like a, me- a montage melody. He like put on a blonde wig and had a Romo jersey with big boobs. And some, it was bad. Not, they were not right to Jessica. <laughs> they were awful. Read her biography. She found a nice, hot, retired NFL player who was yeah. fine being the stay-at-home dad. Made a bajillion dollars selling shoes. And knowing what, knowing what we know about her now, definitely daddy issues. Yeah. The, that dad, oh my God. Speaking of her dad, I also think Taylor Swift uh, is taking a dip in the lady pool. And that's where she prefers to stay on that end of the shore. But like kind of like a Kendall. Let me feel- put it that way. I feel like she's like a Kendall. I always wonder. But then again, I feel like I can't always understand what it's like to grow up or, like, be surrounded by, like, conservative thinking. Because we've criticized her before for, like, not coming out during the election years. Like, think Mm -hmm. about how powerful she is. And then she got all this credit for talking about it in her biography after that cottage cheese man got elected. And you know what? Not to cut you off. She actually doesn't have any – she doesn't have a stance on anything. Like, she doesn't – I don't know what she's about. Which she's allowed to be in because of the – and that she spilled for herself yeah. of this quirky white girl but she's from a very wealthy family of conservative parents and that's not her fault uh but so it's like i don't necessarily get the thinking but i'm like maybe if that was like your worldview i'd be like well why wouldn't you just be out but then well, maybe she doesn't feel like she could be out yeah especially because like we were talking about the brand isn't queer like the yeah. brand is very but like, she was hetero. happy to use queer for an entire album rollout God, I shout out to Todrick. Yeah, that was a whole thing. That was dark. Well, that's why I think I'm still a little scarred by that, so I don't totally buy that she's, like, secretly gay and just hasn't been well, able I totally to do. I think her and, out with it. I think her and Carly Kloss, just like I think. Oh, there's a whole. Yeah, just like Carly, I think Kenda and Cara Delvey were in a relationship. I think Car- Carly Kloss and Taylor. I would were, love that for her. I think <laughs> I don't believe her after that album thing with Todrick. Todrick, oh my god, yes. But I also don't listen to her music religiously, so I I think the fans that listen to her lyrics a lot closely have put together more clues that could potentially point to that. I'd be all for it. I was, uh, I did a TikTok and I was trying to use her music in the background, and I just couldn't. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I can't find a song that I can, a recent song. There, I, I, There's like a, a total of three Taylor Swift songs I can stomach, which is Blank Check, Blank space. Blank space. <laughs> See? Blank space. The song she has with Zane. So I don't know if that even counts. And then there's one more. Uh, is it So It's Gonna Be Forever? Is that Blank Space too? Sorry, I just choked on myself. Yes, that's Blank Space. Okay. There's one more. Oh, Trouble. I do like Trouble. I Trouble's catchy. I always loved Love Story. I was like a dork. That was like, like, this is such a cute little catchy song. Yeah. Uh, But I recently started working like a day or two a week at my friend has like a clothing store. And I haven't worked in retail since I was a teenager because I'm freelancing now. So I like have the time. Mm -hmm. And the radio, the like whatever satellite radio plays a lot of Taylor's like newer stuff. And I'm like (laughs) begrudging them like. It all sounds the same. Like am I. I always. Is this going to turn me? <laughs> no, it all sa- I mean, you're going to know it, but you're not going to be like, I love this song. Because there's Taylor Swift songs I know just because I keep hearing it. 
Like love story. There's, There's no reason I should know that song. One of the ones that's like newer. I should look I, I should look it up. But yeah, one of the ones that's from like her later latest work later than like two thousand six or whatever love story came out. I'm like, no. I always tell Taylor I'm like good, this is good. I like listening to this. I'm broken. I'm always like, I wish I could hear what you hear. I hear the same I, thing. I always say I never thought she didn't make catchy music. I just No, I don't think she will ever commit to I could never be a Swifty. No. And I respect that. I think I respect music fandoms. God awful. And that's why I'm like, oh. again, I listen to Chris Brown, so I can always overlook a bad person if it's a jam. But Taylor yeah. mixed with the bad music, I've had. It's kind of, but like Olivia Rodrigo. And I loved Kanye with my whole heart. I think Olivia Rodrigo is great as a person. The music, I cannot do. Yeah. I've tried. I've tried. I am with Billie Eilish. I really like the idea of Billie Eilish. Yes, same. Yes. But I wish she would just sing out. Because when she does, you're like, dang, that girl can sing. But when she's just like whispering, I'm like, okay. Like, girl, turn that the mic up. Speak up. Like the Barbie song, I was like, I feel like this Barbie song is supposed to be a bigger moment than I'm making it. Because I'm kind of like, why is she whispering? Well, it's really pretty. It's it's very pretty. She has some pipes. Why is she whispering? Like I like the James Bond song she did. Phineas, I need you to tell her to pull from the diaphragm on the next album. (laughs) Sing from the diaphragm. All right. Sorry. We spent a lot of time on it. We've been on a change for like. 30 minutes. Whatever. Avoid it. Well, again, all this pivot, was- guys, we've been trying to pivot, and this family keeps luring oh. us back in with their siren songs. The whole episode is a phone call in guacamole, so we're not, <laughs> not missing anything. <laughs> it's pretty much all that happened. Phone call, and they made guacamole. Um, so before we started, they did like a you know this season. I don't want to go into it, but I just p- pulled out some points that kind of annoyed me. Uh, it's not about Kendall, but she did say, you think you know, think you think you know us, but you don't. It's like that type of vibe. You, people think they know the real us. How many times are we going to explore that theme of everyone thinks they know there's a truth, but they don't know. Like that with the family stuff, please. And what is the truth? It's like, we know plenty. We've been watching you for 20 years. We know. We know, quote unquote, plenty because you've been giving it to us, not only giving it to us, insisting that we watch it. Insisting. So what are we getting wrong? Let us know. Give us a well, note. It's just so strange to hear a very public family <laughs> say, people think they know the real us. Aren't you the ones? Okay. I don't, I'm not doing this. I mean, it's the, and I, I know everyone's sick of this term. Now I'll learn some new terms. Manipulative tactic. Call it gaslighting. Call it something else if you don't like that term that we see in the phone call where it's like, <laughs> you think you know us, but you don't. <laughs> And then in the call, Courtney's like, or Kim's like, well, tell me what I need to do so you'll feel better, Courtney. And she's like, think about it. Like, think about how I'm, what I'm telling you, like, yeah, critically, like, but you're, you're a person saying like, you think you know, but you don't, but I'm not going to tell you what you don't know. That's on your own show that we've been watching for a million years. Making us feel insane for like three seasons now. Like, you don't know us. Like, if this was their first, if they, okay. were, if they were like the Jacksons, and then all of a sudden they had a reality show, and they're like, you, people think they know the real me, so now I'm going to tell you. Okay, that makes sense. 
in context, if you've had a reality show <laughs> for 20 years, and on year 22, you're like, you think you know the real me. Well, like, and that was like the that was like the tagline from MTV Diaries or whatever, right? You think you know, but you really don't know. This the is whole Diaries point is to reveal something we don't know. <laughs> so if we don't fucking know, Kendall, what do we not know? I wrote that <laughs> what down. What are we doing wrong here? Can you tell us what we've gotten wrong from the litany of information you've given us against our will? Right. Like, oh, why are they still? Because she did that last season. She said that anyway. Uh, and the Tristan stuff is probably going to send me over the edge. Uh, specifically, the quote that I saw in the preview that Chloe said, if Tristan, if someone, if someone did to my daughter what Tristan did to me, I'd have them castrate it and I'd smile while doing it. And I'm thinking, I got to wait for context because your whole family was at the Laker game, all playoffs. So, what are we speaking to? Hey, the man is living in your house. Tristan didn't do that do anything to you once right. twice thrice or five six seven eleven we don't even know because you probably child. from us a child was produced from what tristan was doing to well, you and i still ugh, this episode brought it back up but i still have such like ickiness in my soul from how much stronger Chloe is able to express her frustration with Tristan mm -hmm. because a woman got pregnant. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's like that was the friend. like all the other stuff. And newsflash, Chloe probably got other girls pregnant, and you didn't even know about it. Like, why was it became about the woman? And I feel like it. You know, we already we've discussed it as at nauseum with like this unfortunate like frame of ethics they've had burned into their brains where it was the same with Jordan. It was like Jordan was the problem. Oh, a woman getting pregnant when you were trying to get the surrogacy going. It, again, it kind of puts the burden on the woman. And I did appreciate this episode. Chloe talked a little bit to that, like his dismissal of like, there being a child brought in was more offensive than some of the other things he did. Like, I get that, but it's also kind of like, that's what it took. Like it took no. a human child being brought into this world for you to like, can not condone his behavior. But meanwhile, to your point, they're still at the games. He's living in your fucking house. Right. What are you talking about? Your mom writes like a four page essay about him every time it's father's day or his birthday. Well, even when he, yeah, that was crazy. She did too. Even in this episode, you hear Chloe saying, you know, I'm going to bring it up to him because I can't let him get to a month. And Chris is like, I guess he'll be at our house. What? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and the whole, oh God, I, I know we should go in order, but like the whole, like every time anything comes up that might, might be a reason Chloe can answer. I'm single. I'm not dating Tristan. Girl, I know you don't want us to shit on you on the internet, but as Shakespeare once said, doth protest too much. Yeah, like, it's like, why are you so eager to tell us you're not with him? I don't even think that means that you are secretly with him. I think it means that you know that you need to be more stern with him. Yeah, I was say, there's some actions in on her part and the family's part that need to align with, the you with him. And we already know we see Courtney being like, 
I don't think you deserve Chloe. Like, that's the first time we've heard someone be like, finally, right? Like, you're. And then meanwhile, Courtney's being shred all over the place with this family at every instance. <laughs> like, and she's just like, yeah. You don't see Courtney writing him a or Paige essay on his birthday, but. Right. Um, we'll, we'll see how that unfolds. So the episode starts with this phone call. Basically, they're trying to go to Cabo, but days before, Courtney and Chloe have this phone call that erupts. Now, again, I already said my issue was it just starts. We don't get any buildup. There's no, like, there's no storytelling, which I've said over and over. Like, how did this phone call start? Like, I guess you're calling to invite her to Milan. But then now I'm thinking in the episode, in, as a viewer, are we going to see you go to Milan? Now, because remember the Christmas CD, I think we just recorded that and we never spoke about that again. So anyway, the phone call starts. I'm going to try to look at my notes. So she's mad again because of what she saw in the edits of the episode, which we knew that would happen. And three days before the trip, they it starts off bad because Kim's like, I want to call to invite you to Milan for Dolce & Gabbana, even though I know that's not what you want to do. That right there sets it up. That is manipulative, like, tactic. Anyone who has been in, like, experienced uh, a narcissistic, like, relationship or parent, and I don't even necessarily know a ton about this. I've certainly been in, like, not great, like, interpersonal relationships, but I've been to therapy and, like, reading about it. Like, anyone who's had that experience, I'm sure this was unpleasant to watch because it's all so on the nose it's almost like is this scripted like a training <laughs> all video. these tactics are so like <laughs> passive aggressive and manipulative and like yeah, yeah. and so courtney told think- she's he she's dolce'd out which i thought was so funny because i'm thinking we all are bitch yeah. we're all dolce'd out we're sick of this and well, courtney sounded very like even with that response, she's like, I think I'm a little dolce'd out, but I really appreciate you. Like, I'll support you. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then somehow we get into like, we still need to have a conversation. And then they just, it just go, they just start going at it. And it actually was really probably the best thing we've seen on the Hulu series in a while. So she brings up that Kim was unhappy at the wedding and that Kim saw the dolce stuff at the wedding and just couldn't stand that for once. Courtney instead of her was the center of attention. Kim then goes to talk about clothes as usual. She's stuck on this. I told them not to do anything that Courtney did. Courtney tells her it's not about the clothes. Here's some shade though that Courtney th- or Kim threw that I noticed. Kim goes, I told Chloe I actually didn't like anything you had on. But I kind of was like, ugh. <laughs> Does that make it better? Does that make it better? Courtney did it later in the conversation. She's like, does that help? Is that helpful? People need to call Kim out when she does that kind of stuff where it's like, does that, is that helping to like throw that out there? (laughs) Like, yeah. So this is, so Courtney's starting to go in. This is what Kim, I don't know if she fights like this with people outside the family, but certainly we've seen with siblings. This is when she starts to get dirty and go low. So because she's not getting her way with whatever she's saying or trying to get out of it, she then tells Courtney, she starts doing this us. Are you happy? All of us have just talked about you change. We, your friends come to us. We have a separate group chat. Manipulative tactic. Not court. And um, your, oh, the, your kids come to me would have just sent me. I would have had to meet. 
Kim at her fucking house and we would just had part two of that goddamn fight because bitch, why are you bringing up my kids? Why are you bringing up anybody? This is about you and me. And Kim does this all the time, specifically to Courtney. Everyone always, everyone says it. We all talk about how da da da. And there's a term for that in the psychology world. I think it's like building a militia. It's something to that, yeah. to that extent, right? Where now you're trying to really make her feel isolated, and she's using it as a justification. What abusers like, do to keep yeah. their abusee <laughs> from leaving? It's not just me. It's everybody. But that we're not talking about everybody. Like, first of all, I don't even know. Obviously, we're, we only know what they show us. But I have no idea where the question, are you happy, even comes from. And it comes out of nowhere. Out and of nowhere. Like, she meant to stun her. Like, the conversation was m- meant to be, I'm a concerned sister, and I'm I'm not okay with us not being okay. Yeah, that's should, what it should have been. Who immediately, and Courtney called it out, she clocked that tea. Uh, <laughs> Kim wants Kim cannot stand the idea that people will view her as the antagonist, and yeah. she wants to clear her name. And she comes in yeah. the lawyer presenting facts, and that's how it's been. And I was surprised how calm Courtney has stayed because we saw yeah. several seasons where I feel like she hadn't, and she's still finding her voice, but she's clearly working on therapy and like finding ways to have these like more like. Deep convos. Deep and civil. Because she did say, I'll let you finish. Sorry, I just want to say this real quick. Because I wrote down, she had been doing the work with the therapist. So she isn't as mean as she used to be. Or then, and, and notice that Kim has not done that work and doesn't even want to try to not be mean. So that's why she gets a little bit like, ugh. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I think for one, Courtney didn't sound nearly as like, miserable as she has sounded in the past and I was empathetic to her misery in some of those situations but I think a lot of the fans were like oh if you watched the Kardashians back in the day you wouldn't take Courtney's side right now in the conversation she literally says yes I recognize now our family's like defense mechanism Mm -hmm. when we're hurt and we're fighting is to like go low yeah so I'm trying to not do that and like trying to like work on that and distance yeah. myself when it makes sense for like my own well-being yeah and it's like your kids hate you <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah and that I, I felt that's the only time she got an emotional reaction of Courtney and I know Kim either subconsciously or said bingo that's the fucking button I meant to push yeah. Courtney because Kim is like pushing these buttons like which one can I put and then when she said kids oh bitch Courtney Courtney did did something I thought was really impressive too as a person who's gone to a lot of therapy. At one point when Kim was like, this was early in the conversation, at one point when Courtney or Kim was trying to go back to like the litigation of it all Mm -hmm. and like, well, I said not these shirts or these (laughs) colors or whatever. And what's your problem with me? And that was Courtney's beef. She's like, it's always about you. And she'd be like, why do you have a problem with me? That's all Kim cared about. Yeah. did not like that she, someone was mad at her. And Courtney said, she repeated herself, but she said, I felt like you weren't happy for me at my wedding. Yeah, I felt, she did say you 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 complained. Here's the thing too about what Courtney was saying, and this is where Kim kind of fucks up a bit. Kim doesn't ever deny anything Courtney's saying. That's where the guilt for me comes in. Yeah, You, You complain the whole time. 
if it were you or I, if I'm talking to you and I'm telling you complain, you know you didn't, or maybe you did. You give me an example. Yeah. Kim never asked for an example because I'm like, oh, because you know. Same thing. You want you can stand me being the center of attention, so that's why you picked Dolce and Cabana. Never refuted that. And what yeah. Courtney should have said, which of course it's should have, could have, would have. But if I were Courtney, I would have said I could have been doing a fucking wedding with Calvin Klein or a collaboration with H and M. You would have found a way to work with that same. Oh. It didn't matter. It was Dolce and Cabana. That's why I'm, I don't give a fuck about the clothes. It's the situation. Let's be real. Kim being like, everyone's seen the 90s. Kim, you had been wearing those Balenciaga one-piece spandex suits with the pointy boots for years before that. And as soon as your little spin with Dolce & Gabbana was done, you went right back to them. You were wearing them yesterday. Like, do I think you maliciously sought it out? Maybe. Do I think that those horrible people at Dolce & Gabbana sought you all out and probably the worst like root of all of this yes but yeah to your point like Courtney was trying to get her to like think critically about how Kim's action made her feel and the thing is if you are having a conversation with someone you care about yeah and concerned about mending that relationship if someone tells you that's why and z happened or you did made me feel this way you're a healthy person's reaction is supposed to be wow my actions made you feel that way and like even the if you felt that way i'm sorry is a shitty sorry yeah yeah yeah, those are things those are concepts that are hard to learn unless you like do the work yeah and And, family has like a lot of issues and so of doing the work i was thinking about that too i was like the problem is and this is any relationship friendship that when one person has done the work and the other person either hasn't, will not, you can't communicate because exactly. the other person is trying to suck you back into like the old ways or the, you know, like how you were before you worked on yourself. And yeah, so now you look, they're trying to make you look crazy. It's a painful truth of like, if you've done therapy or if you've dealt with addicts, like there comes a certain point where you just have to simply like create space. Yeah. And even to Courtney's credit, she's saying like at the beginning of this call, like, you know, I'm not going to go on this trip and I'm protecting my energy, but of course I support you and I still love you. But then when Kim probes her (laughs) continuously, she's like, yes, I have a problem with the family and how they act, but specifically with you. And then tries to explain it. And Kim goes into this, like, are you happy? (laughs) Well, happy. I, oh, by the way, me and all your friends have a secret group chat where we shit on you. <laughs> and it was, and then she was like, we're concerned about you, which again is manipulative language. Yeah. If you, they were concerned about you, she wouldn't say, we all have a group chat and it's called not Courtney. Yeah. Well, I would, but the thing is, that's why I'm like, did we miss something? Is there something not being said? What are you concerned about? She yeah, put literally, it in <laughs> what are you concerned about? She doesn't like to be around you because yeah. your energy suck and you want everyone to follow you because you need to be the queen bee at all times. Yeah. You have a problem with the fact that she is not following, falling in line, but she hasn't prevented her kids from hanging out with your kids. She lets you show up to all the events. Like she's a team player to all the people that are like, Oh, well, why did she sign up again? I can promise you Hulu was like, you got to get all the sisters, especially Courtney had just started dating Travis. And it was like nostalgia overload. 
Chris told Courtney she could do whatever she wanted and they wouldn't bug her. Yeah. And then that didn't come to fruition. So Courtney's pissed again. Like, she's not, like, begging them to keep her on contract. Right. And I think for Kim, just to give her some grace, I don't think that Kim did anything wrong in theory. But I do think the real issue is Courtney wants to have her, like any person, their moment. And here you fucking come because you just got to get a piece of that pie when it's what Kim needs to realize and maybe agree with Courtney is like, look, I'm sorry I did do the Dulce Gabbana so close to your wedding. I can see how that upset you and how right made you feel upset you and how it looks like I'm trying to steal your shine. She can even still say, I assure you, that's not my intention. Comma, but going forward. I will not do this again. Like, can we just get that type of language? Because first of all, you can just say that because is Courtney ever going to do anything like this again? Probably not. But just say going forward, I will not intrude on what you've got going on. I will make sure anything project da 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 da. Just something like Kathleen saying, if you're really interested in mending that relationship, offer something up. Yeah, so she- which is why you can see why Courtney's upset in this conversation is I think Courtney probably thought they were in a better place. And then she sees the edit. And they're not some magic puppeteers editing these episodes. Kim right. is an executive producer. Yeah. This is the Kim show. Like, we've come <laughs> to realize. Keeping up with Kim. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah, she's like, oh, I thought we finally got to a place where, like, we're family and we talk about our shit, but, like, we're being honest with each other. And then the edit comes out and she doesn't feel like Kim was being honest to what she said. Yeah. Which is the only thing Kim has shown us forever. And even if you don't like Courtney, Kim exposed herself in this phone conversation. Yeah, it was, I was like, God damn it, Kim. as a Kimberly fan, I was like, God damn it, Kimberly, just say you're sorry and let's move on. With all this, tell me what I need to do. Like, girl, she's not, she'll, you, she want, you want her to call you out and then tell you how to fix yeah. it as well? Well, and they've all had moments like this. And, every, you know, a lot of the fans have brought this up over the course of this, like, episode coming out. They've all had moments like this. Again, Courtney points it out. We, our family does this. We're talking about this show has been on for, like, or this family's been in the limelight for 20 years. They've all seen this. They've all had opportunity to learn and grow. Not only has Courtney, like, op- had this opportunity to go off and kind of do her own thing, whether or not you like that she, like, turned golf for her drummer boyfriend, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Kim has not only not progressed, she's gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. And we- she also now wants us to believe that she's, like, the super chill, fun, single mom who's also a social justice warrior, who's also a girl boss. Like, Kim is, like, lost in the myriad of identities. She can't figure out where she's at. So then to see her do this behavior that this family has always done, but on like another level, it's like, okay, you've not only not, we haven't grown. I like, I like too, when she said, I don't need you guys anymore. I thought the word anymore was really good because I think there was a point where Courtney felt like I cannot get out of this codependent this family's very codependent this codependent ass dynamic because i'm a single mom um i we live so close together we do all our business together and now that she's married to travis which you don't need someone to save you that's not really what the point i'm making but i think with travis she's able to create her own family her own little ecosystem that is separate from chris jenner and kim well and they can't control travis exactly like with scott 
Yes. They were like, this is our storyline. And you yeah. you owe us because yeah. Kim got us all famous. And you don't like to work. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, Rob's not filming. These people have plenty of money to not film. Mm-hmm. But they've made Courtney feel like you have to contribute. There's and yeah, and they have kids, and now they all use their kids. It's like content. It's like I could, yeah. Courtney's probably like, okay, I've I've done my piece, and I'm sure her and I don't know if Rob goes to therapy, but definitely Courtney have brought up the 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 worth her her worth in her family, feeling like it's tied to productivity, right? Yeah. Like, well, I'm not valued because I'm not fucking over here building a brand. I'm rich just people. To- it's like she could. There's people who live off of wealth from, like, one song they wrote in the 90s. Right. Like, Courtney's, like, doesn't have to do anything. Well, even, like, go. what's that? Chris Evans, he did an interview recently where he's, like, yeah, I'm not trying to work. I'm going to do, like, one movie maybe every two years. Like, I mean, his Marvel money could pay for his unborn children's. Yeah. Chris Evans children. already came out and said, girl, I'm not working anymore. Like, yeah, why would you? <laughs> Unless... Your person like Kim, who has her own complex, where she her self-worth is derived out of increasing the amount of money she brings in. Not even increasing the amount of money she has, but increasing the amount of money she could bring in. She can make, yeah. The amount of attention that she could get. It's like when it slows down. The rate at which she like receives attention slows down. It's like she suddenly feels lost, you know. Right. As as we see it in the show, I don't know if that's really what motivates her, but it certainly seems that way. The conversation ends with Courtney saying she's fine when she's not around the family, specifically Kim. And then after Kim did that low blow about her kid, she said, "I hate you, and you're a witch." Which we all pretty much figured that Courtney felt like that. Courtney, but Courtney didn't say anything that was, like, wrong. Like, That's what I'm saying. I feel like we all figured you hated Did she him. need to say she hates her? Like, we all say that when we're mad. Like, she probably doesn't hate her. She probably hates her in this moment. But, like, the rest was, like, pretty straightforward. She does and- not like Kim. That is something we're just going to have to accept. Hate, like like Kathleen said, like, if Kim needed needed a ride somewhere, she'd probably give it to her. Yeah. If Kim was in the hospital, yeah, she'd show up. Kim was at a freaking baby shower. It's like, it clearly Courtney still participates. Even we knew they were kind of fighting before Chris's birthday party yeah. at the end of the last season. It's like, clearly she doesn't throw a stink and make it everyone else's problem. Yeah. Which Kim would. When, when Kim got married, and by the way, she's divorced now, and he's already remarried, and Kim's single, minus OBJ. Just pointing that out. <laughs> he was literally, Kanye was telling Kylie, what color her hair had to be. Yeah. Kim and Kanye. All had to go along with it. Yeah. All the fittings, all that shit. Um, But yeah, I just think, will Courtney call Kim over for cocktails? Absolutely not. (laughs) She'd be going to Disneyland with Kim without the I gotta say, though, there's gotta be something to say because I don't think it was that Courtney was worried about swearing because she said the F word before. Mm -hmm. Something about being called a witch and yeah, not a bitch. Not a bitch. This is this is not to diss the the witch community, <laughs> the Wiccan community, uh, anyone who casts spells. But there's just something about her saying something like 
that wasn't a, a cursed out word, but like just cut to the core. Like she didn't call you like the C word. She called you a witch. Well, you know funny about that? Because last season they brought up that rumor that they're witches. So I was just like, ooh, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> Something about it felt very like that cut deeper than the average yeah. insult. <laughs> Like a witch, like a witch is, it just feels so much dirtier. You're like, you're real grimy. I think, again, no, no shame to the witch community. It felt like it more like she was implying that she like is evil. Calculates things. Yeah. yeah. Is like trying to like dis, you know, curse Courtney or like cast her away or something, you know, like there was something very dark sided about calling her a witch. Like, witch, oh. witch, you're a witch. Sorry, that's, uh, oh yeah, you never, you saw you never seen Practical Magic. Well, I've seen Practical Magic. Oh, okay. Somebody said they hadn't seen it. But anyway, remember when they chant, witch, witch, yeah. you're a witch. <laughs> that and she says, I hope problem. you get chicken pox. Like, that's <laughs> what Courtney just did. I cursed that they were born. I banish you. You Mer- and your ancestors will Mercurio, never find uh, love. Um, Mercutio uh, and Romeo and Juliet. And he's like, a plague over a both plague of your houses. It, when, wasn't that when he was trying to, like, break up a fight, ironically? Like, at the end of the fight, when he yeah. got stabbed, so he knew yeah. he was going to die. And he was like, a plague over both of your houses. Oh, man. If you guys haven't seen we sound like such theater nerds, but that Romeo and Juliet, specifically the 90s version of Leonardo DiCaprio, if you really want to get into Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Those youngsters, it's good because he uses, like, the exact Shakespearean, like, language. Script, yes. But it's modern. Yes. Like, take on it. So it's like, feels exciting. No offense to Shakespeare. Like, the no, full on, like, period one is a little bit harder to, like, get into. Up. That 90s Mormon movies are like the first 20 minutes are like on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Like, right into it. And then you get used to the, you know, the iambic pentameter. And then you're like, okay. There's a difference from the soundtrack. There's a difference from reading Do You Bite Your Tongue at Me, Sir? Yeah. And then seeing it in that movie. Do you bite your tongue at me, sir? I was like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. How the yeah. fuck does uh, what's his, uh, John Leguizamo get cast yeah. in all these good movies? Chu Wong Fu, great film. Moulin Rouge. Oh, that's right. He was in the ba- other Baz Luhrmann one. He's always randomly in a good-ass movie. Super Mario Brothers. Like, my goodness. Anyway, so here's the boring stuff. We're going to fly right through this. They went yeah. to Cabo uh, and now trying to convince us they've never tasted beer before. Um, Chloe's 39. And um, I had to chuckle a little bit. Like, I only had beer once in Jamaica. Like she had to remind us that she went to Jamaica with Tristan, probably, or just like to remind her that like, Oh, like I went to Jamaica. Like and they, they sell red stripe, red stripe at like Rayleigh's. So yeah, I'm like yeah, red stripe <laughs> is like an extremely common beer. <laughs> but it's like I feel like why'd you throw you a to total wine right now? I'm gonna assume you were trying to again, like you keep telling us you're not dating Tristan, but why did you just be like I've only had beer in Jamaica? Red stripe. Okay. And wait, in the best, like I haven't had American beer. Well, you can buy red stripe here in America. It's yeah, red, they, they sell red stripe at most bars and restaurants. <laughs> really accessible way <laughs> and then kim was like i've never had beer before i'm like don't you start uh like Chloe, i hear okay you lie about the weirdest things kim, like, don't start. 
But then they want to, but then they want to say shit like that, and then they want to be like, "We have a private jet," but also we're like so down to earth. It's like, what is it? A Corona? I've never had a Corona. Would you put a lemon in it? Oh, lime! This is crazy. You've never had beer, you weirdos. <laughs> I like how Kendall and Kylie are like, "What? Are you guys okay? Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about?" Um, but yeah, it's too much Kendall. And then the whales thing happened. Where we find out that Chloe has an irrational fear of whales. I will say, I think it's funny that True draws pictures of whales because she knows her mom hates whales. Like I love that for her. I kind of, I mean, I like when they have the funny things at like the end. But Chloe talking about like why she or how she's freaked out by whales. She never really explains why. Mm-hmm. At the end, I was like, they probably could have put that in earlier because it was just like all of a sudden they're all talking about the whales and Chloe's like, I don't like whales. Well, I thought they were going to go whale watching. Like, I really thought it was going to play in more. Like, oh, are they going whale? They, they never left this fucking house. In a restaurant. <laughs> they never left this fucking house. And that's another note. Here's my, we're up to my next note. This, I'm going to read you word for what I wrote. The family trip is sad. No boyfriends, no husbands, no kids, no Courtney, no Scott, no friends, just this house. No talks. Even the conversations were very, like, shallow. Yeah. This trip sucked. I get it. They probably want to switch it up from just going to Palm Springs. But this trip fucking sucked. Well, they get into the, like, pacing and, like, sprinkling of the fun things. Like, Chloe talking about the whales and, like, True making fun of her. Like, Chloe can, like... Do a confessional. That's funny. Even Kylie and Kendall. Like, it was fun to see them just, like, bantering about their boobs or whatever. They need to figure out how to sprinkle those throughout episodes more effectively. Yeah. Because it was just, like, it didn't fit. And then all of a sudden, we're moving on to the next thing. And then we're back to this, like, traumatic phone call. Like, Well, the show... Let me say that this this episode because I do see maybe next episode we've got some stuff going on. This episode had no substance. Why yeah. would I want to watch you just sit in a house for an hour and just eat guacamole and talk about boobs? Like, there's nothing really happening. I would like to see Corey take Chloe out on a fishing boat to go deep sea fishing. Yes, there and the witch comes and Chloe yeah. like freaks out. Like yeah. that would be funny. And then there could. There, there was action, and like it gets fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah, there's got. I'm like, go, f- go fish for dinner tonight. You know how they do something like, oh, we're gonna go. The guacamole thing was bad. The oh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. The dinner. Um, this is when Chloe brought up Tristan. He's been at the house for like two weeks, two or three weeks. She doesn't want to let it get to a month, and she wants people to know that she's single. So of course, in true Kardashian fans or in true Kardashian fashion. Kim and Chris are like, oh, you got to take some pictures. So, like, we'll take some bikini pictures. Um, and the, the the scandal, I mean, the scandal, the caption was pretty bad that they came up with. Yeah. Tell me you're single without telling me you're single, dear God. Um, and that's when we got into Kendall. She's a bad single person, lies. Even yeah. it's like, oh, Chloe, I'm single. Well, what person wants to date you when you're very, like, prominent ex is living in your house and you can't just say that he fucking sucks? Like, that's what I would, I would rather see you post something and be like, I hate that guy. <laughs> right. Fuck him. And like, it's, I'm hot and I'm single. Well, no one wants to date you when you have not publicly 
shamed your idiot it's, baby daddy. It's no and detachment. He's living in your fucking house. You live in your house. Your family still goes to his games. Like, are you single? What does single, what does single even mean? Yeah, I was gonna say you're single in theory, but you're not like, like energetically in single. Not Rota Rooter, that guy out. Uh, Twenty minutes on titties is what I wrote. And then they're on the beach working out, which is like, can you guys just stop working out for once? Um, Kim, what does this note say? Oh, then they go in and have breakfast. And for some reason, Kim thinks that's the time to say what their intentions for the year is, which makes me think, is this in January? Because they all were talking like these were New Year's resolutions. Yeah. My intention for the year, hers is to say no and be more present. And then she proceeded to talk about her busy schedule. So that's not going to happen. Chris, too, wanted to get off the hamster wheel. Not going to happen. Chloe wanted to shed and upgrade because her 30s have just sucked. Even though she's turning 39. So she's going to have a, like a better, she's going to go into her 40s much better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I wrote down anything Kendall and Kylie said. If they did say anything, I just was like, I don't care. Um, and then we had the guacamole challenge. My note on that was keep it and too long. Yeah. It got dragged out. And then they were like, they were trying to make it seem too competitive. It's like, yeah, it was, it felt forced. I'm glad they're poking fun at themselves. I love seeing this version of Kylie having like some form of sentient reaction to the world around her. Uh, Hopefully they keep her around as much as possible, but still, they didn't really give her anything interesting. Yeah, the guacamole, I get it, but it, it all felt like filler stuff. Like, uh, what else can we do? Remember that time? It was like the last season, and they went to Tahoe, and they were like trying to pl- play games around the house in Tahoe, and it was just like, oh, okay. We didn't have to do this if you didn't have anything going on. When Kendall was talking about the cucumber is when I wrote, yeah, it was too much Kendall in this episode. Like, we heard way, <laughs> way too much. Like, you know good and well she got really insecure about that cucumber shit. <laughs> I wrote down, too, why was Corey there? Like, this felt like it should have been a legit girls trip. Corey being there makes it weird. Not weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's all the women and then Corey. It's like, you could stay home. Also, what the hell? Chris didn't let him go on Yellowstone. Yeah, I wrote that down too. What was? Did we ever get a reason why I got a phone call in that scene? She just said that she was afraid he'd get a romantic scene. Oh, yeah. They were like, I mean, it was all made up, I'm sure. But then Kim was like, "Well, what if you got a you got an opportunity to act across Kip Costner?" And I was like, "Well, yes." And I was like, "Well, this is probably made up, but also it just goes to show in this family, like." Corey, even when Corey gets them into all this cool stuff because he knows all these people, it's like, don't get too, don't get too big. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, uh, it's below me. Uh, don't get, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Getting beside yourself. Nope, we're going to Cabo. Filming Cast you out, just like, Joyce, <laughs> what do you think about it? <laughs> yeah, Joyce got a little too big for her britches, too. Larson said. Um. I got, uh, then they start taking thirst traps. I don't know. Sister thirst traps make me uncomfortable. I don't know if it's because I don't have a sister or what, but I just, you on top of your sister in your bikinis and it's a thirst trap. I don't know. My sister and I could like barely take a picture together without fighting. So, right. You're not going to like tackle her on a beach lounge chair in your bikini. 
we we weren't really close enough in age to like the same people like in high school and stuff. So maybe that's. But even still, like, no, because Kylie know. and Kim were like taking their thirst trap. We're like twins. Oh God. That reminds me of the whole conversation of Kim believing she's a millennial. Like, oh God, I didn't write that down. Like, you wish you were younger. We get it. Like, stop, like, laying it on so thick. It's like, it's not even sad. It's just annoying. It's like this bit that you think is like cute. But but what's weird about Kim doing that? You're not even that old to try to get yourself young. Like, you're only like forty-two, and then like, still, your sister fucking hates you because you just. Like, went diabolical on her. And you're like, well, Courtney's Gen X. I'm not I Gen thought X. I was in Courtney's bracket. Courtney's <laughs> like a year older than you. Yeah. You're, and you're both not millennials. I don't give a fuck what the internet says. But also, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, for, in your 40s, early, you are definitely 40s. not on the same bracket as Kylie. <laughs> you have multiple siblings between you and Kylie. Like, in what world do you think that you're similar um, it was like that time that Kanye was getting like the video Vanguard award and, on MTV. And he's like, we the millennials. And he was like a cool 40. If you have a seven in front of your birthday, <laughs> illusions of grandeur. <laughs> um, uh, at dinner, the last dinner, Chloe wrote, I love when supermodels eat like savages talking about Kendall and Kendall was literally eating broccolini. Um, and also, Kendall couldn't gain weight if she tried. Like, yeah, that's just not her body composition. She looks like that. She's always gonna look like that. And it's sad when someone like Chloe says it, and she's like, "I have to work out like seven times a day." It's like we don't like that. That banter is outdated. Yeah, like unsettling on. at this point. And then Courtney was also texting Kim a lot of hate stuff. That's the stuff she should have read out loud. That's why I was like, is she yeah. going to read it out loud? Even when they asked. And then even when she mentioned it, yeah. she's so laissez-faire about it. Like, oh, this bitch is bothering me again. <laughs> I'm like, I thought the whole point of this conversation at the beginning of the episode was that you wanted to prove to Courtney that you genuinely cared about her well-being. She's just like, uh, oh, she must be watching the edits. Because <laughs> she's just like, fuck Chloe, too, and you're a bitch. Eh, whatever. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Kim's the same person who, like, we all know she sent those notes to Chloe about, like, her alarm clock waking her up or whatever. You troll. Don't you troll. You are and so jealous of me. Mind you, this was, like, when she was trying to marry Chris. When she was she married to Chris Humphreys, miserable, and she only married him because Chloe married Lamar. Exactly. <laughs> you wanted kids, you pumped out four. The latter two, I don't even know if Kanye was involved. <laughs> we because Courtney had kids and you saw how much attention she got. Was was Kanye aware that you guys are making babies? Just remember that time when she told Scott and Scott was like, You're having another kid? She's like, Is this a yeah. joke? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And that's another thing about the I I mentioned it earlier, but I just want to say it again. The if Courtney wasn't going to come, they should have brought Scott. Yeah. You need just he other, has, he's a foil. You need someone yeah. to be like We need other people. Fit. Like we need other people around. Like this isn't season 1 of the Kardashians and you've got the whole family and Caitlyn and Rob is there. No, it's 
I don't want to see just Chloe, Kim, Kendall, and Kylie, Chris, and Corey in a house in Cabo. Well, and that's why those like, like housewives go on these trips because yeah. the idea is like they'll have all these activities planned. Yes. They will have moments where they're all laughing, and then five seconds later, someone's they all they play like forced games that forces someone to say something about the other person, and conflict ensues. Like, yeah, well, you make the producers know what the Mexico. fuck they're doing. They make someone at the table bring up. Like, I was watching, I was watching Housewives of OC before we started halfway through and just randomly Shannon's like, so wait, are you and you, are you guys good? Because I remember last time you guys left off. That's a totally producer thing to be like, Hey, we need you to go in there and ask if, you know, um, what is her name? Uh, the one that came back. It's fucking oh, Vicky? Tamara. Tamara. Tamara and that other girl. Cause they keep bringing up that other girl's husband. I forgot. I can't think of her name for shit. But have you been watching OC? I like, I haven't watched it. I since. just got back this season. I just, brought, well, actually, probably this season. I haven't watched it in a few seasons. No, I yeah. Just, I I just came back this season. Because I was like, well, Tamara's back. It's that, it was actually a decent season. But, yeah, I, I can't recommend it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to watch it. <laughs> I'm caught up on New York and... Uh, Salt Lake City. I didn't. I need to watch the last couple episodes of Atlanta. I'm so behind on New York. And maybe I'll get on. We'll see. I'm behind on South Lake Tahoe, whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, <laughs> I had to stop watching Beverly Hills for a while because I hate Erica Jane's voice mm-hmm. and her lack of remorse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are the ones I'm behind on. I'm caught yeah. up on. I'm just waiting for Potomac and Married to Medicine to get back. Specifically Potomac. Like, I've been missing the Grand Dame. Like, I like a housewife that's like the Grand Dame. Like, I need you to be delusional. I need a good read. <laughs> like, I think, even though I cannot take Heather DeBro, I think she's so annoying. I understand her from a housewife perspective. She's yeah. so pretentious that he, she makes good TV. Like, she's very like, this is how you're supposed to do it. Here are the rules. And just says it. Like, it's not a stunty thing. Because even with Salt Lake City, it's like, I feel like the Meredith character kind of wants to be like Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. But then she constantly is like, I can't talk about that because of this thing I can't tell you about. I'm like, well, then don't fucking say it. Yeah. No. You can't talk about whatever because of this random cousin of yours is terminally ill or whatever. It's like, then don't bring it up. Yeah, we need a Karen Hughler. <laughs> I was watching the previews, and I think Giselle had crowned Wendy, and Giselle goes, we have a new grand dame for Tomek. And Karen goes, oh, sweetie, if only it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Karen, Karen is a liar and, like, doesn't tell the whole truth. A oh, yeah, total liar. He doesn't, like, cop out from participating, like, out of nowhere to just be like, oh, that's below me, you know. Yeah, we're like, where do you live? We still don't know where she lives. Yeah. Like, are you and Ray have an open relationship? We still don't know. Yeah. Um, let's do some Tyra Man. Tyra Man. This email is called Lemmy Lil Timmy Tim. <laughs> Hello dolls. I just want to say that I saw off the Kardashian show. I don't even let it play in the background anymore. Uh, but next season looks low-key, low-key looks messy. Pause. I don't think so. I think we got the the most of it in that first scene and they did this with the Chloe Tristan like thing at the first episode of I don't even think it was last season. I think it was the one before. Yeah. They made it seem like it was this whole thing and then nothing ever came of it. Played us. 
Um, but they could just be, here we go. They could just be play, play, playing. So I'm emailing because the Timmy fans are so distraught about Timmy and Kylie. They're shutting down their fan pages, LOL. But I think the girls can separate the actor from the real life wannabe frat boy that man is. Like, I get it. Y'all are mad. But that boy's track record, Lourdes Leon, Lily Rose Depp, and now Kylie. Ladies, stand up. He has a track record and y'all aren't his type. Thoughts? I'm attaching this photo of said same <laughs> Like a picture of that one lady, Club Chalamet, is like a 70 year old. No, she's not 70. That's she's like late 50s, but she was old enough to be alive and getting a job interview on 9 11. <laughs> the twin tops. Oh, yeah. I it was what was it called? Champagne Charlemagne or something? Uh, or, Club Chalamet, something Club like Chalamet. that. Club Chalamet, yeah. Like beside herself, and then people realized it was like this older lady. Yeah, because she was like, I remember I had an interview. <laughs> yeah, just, what the hell is going on? Like, what was it? Wait, so you're not 15? Like, what's that? Yeah, like, what is going on? With the Timothy thing, which blows me, which I've seen from fans, is people are like, what do they even talk about? And I'm like, did I miss something? Is Timothy some, like, intellect that just is so like, above Kylie? Like little women doesn't mean he's like... <laughs> Like, doesn't want to just make out and do drugs. Like, who cares? Like, this same Timothy that was, like, on a yacht with Lily Rose Depp tonguing her down, this is the one you're, like, not our Timothy? Like, I don't even think Kylie... Like, whatever. And that's no shade to Kylie. I'm not saying she's, like, not an intellect, but I'm just saying they're acting like he is... They're young, too. We forget that, like, Kylie wasted her good years on that rapper... Having babies and Pumping out babies. And Tyga... Yeah, like, did you have deep convos with whoever you were hooking up with when you were 25? Like, what is, they act like fucking Timothy is Aristotle. <laughs> like, how could he ever? Yeah, there's some racial undertones there. Not that Travis Scott has offered us a lot in the way of conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, why is it? Because, like, Timmy went to NYU and did theater that he's... Theater. Th- talk about all kinds of interesting stuff with Kylie and Travis wouldn't because he's a rapper. Not to mention, maybe the people forget, but Timothy Chalamet is a Nepo baby. Yeah, he's a Nepo baby. <laughs> he's a horny little theater kid. He he's has a desperate, daddy. desperate need and want to be cool. Yeah. Like the fact that that picture with him, Kanye, Pete Davidson, and I think Kid Cudi. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and he would do like little raps on like in like his high school talent show and stuff. Look, he seems fun. Have a nice time, Kylie. Him smoking inside of Renaissance. Yeah, like he, this kid wants to be cool so bad. Like he's not fucking Shakespearean. How yeah. he's not Frasier. Like <laughs> he has a French ass sounding name. Yeah, wait, that could be it because his name sounds That's French. French ass name. You think he's just popping escargot at home and sipping on <laughs> Bourbon? Like, please, please. He looks like a, never mind. That's mean. I'm not gonna, he looks like a girl. There, I said it. He looks, they, him and Kylie look like twins. I'm just like, I don't understand it. Um, the next one's called Goodbye James. James's business partner is Ben Winston, fellow Brit. Ben EP'd The Late Show. So basically the, the point they're making is why they, James, because we said last season had way too much James Corden and that James Corden's always doing stuff with the Kardashians. The EP is, I think it's the same EP um, as the Kardashians. 
That makes sense. I mean, I feel like... Let me look that up, because I, I read this a long time ago, so... I feel like they're all intertwined, like James Corden, Ellen, the Kardashians. No, I'm like, I feel like I feel like I knew why what the connection was this email when I read it. I thought I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right there. Right there. <laughs> First post. <laughs> First post. Yeah. So that must be why like James was always around. It was too much. I wanted yes. to stop. Um but that's also his Bye, James. <laughs> the door is closed. Um, we'll do one more. This one's called season 10 and there's a lot of sad faces. Um, so the season finale was garbage. Why does Chloe continue to lie to us about Tristan? Yes, it's sad that his mom died, but he got more than enough money to put him and his brothers and his kids up and fix the roof of his house. There was no reason for him to come to your house or he could have rented out a suite at a hotel. But yeah, okay, Chloe. Chris motherfucking Jenner. Jenner. Ma'am, nobody asked for these doll houses. Just say <laughs> you wanted a Betty, you wanted a Betty White's furniture and be done with it. <laughs> Remember the if you remember the oh, yeah. dollhouses, like some of the furniture, like <laughs> she like the dollhouse she like won in an auction for Betty for Betty White. I don't know, some weird shit. They are obsessed with dead people. I love dead people's stuff and I hope I they know. Get accordingly. And speaking of dead people, Kim said her ultimate crush is John F. K. JFK Jr., who has been dead <laughs> probably since I was five. <laughs> people were like, he looks like her dad. Looks like your dad. It's been dead for 30 years. Like Kim probably saw some like meme that they looked alike or something and just like made that up. She just makes up the weirdest stuff. And her obsession with Marilyn Monroe and like JFK, the whole thing is just like I think it's to get sound bites, which I can appreciate yeah. that, but some stuff is like, okay, girl. And I know Kim is probably punching the air that the strike and stuff all happened. Cause she she is doing a lot. She was in America Horror Story. Can't promote it. You're in Paw Patrol. Can't promote it. It seems like they can't even promote their own show because they're yeah. not really talking about it. So I know she's like, you're kind of limbo now. It's like the Writers Guild came to an agreement, but SAG is still in the air. So more than likely, everyone's discouraging. I mean, not that Ryan Murphy was particularly following the right. rules, but I imagine that even people that are allowed to start doing stuff because it's WGA are not so that it puts pressure on SAG to figure their shit out quickly. But not that Kim cares about any of this. <laughs> have you watched American Horror Story? With her? I haven't. I, I haven't. As annoying as pro and problematic as Ryan Murphy is, like I think his shows are great. I just could never get into the American Horror Story ones because I don't like scary. I haven't been able to get into it since the circus one because obviously Coven is everything. That's the only one you need. He could have stopped after that. But I watched Coven and I watched the circus one. Basically, when Angela Bassett left is when I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm gone too. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stuff with her and it was good, but the other show, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, the next point she has is, Kylie, please stop blaming the name uh, wolf on hormones we know why you changed it you was mad because eve the rapper announced with you uh by the way air ain't no better oh just come out stassi and you should come out so basically saying you and stassi just come out 
Kimberly <laughs> Noel Kardashian. Yeah, girl, we see you ain't got much going on. We still ain't heard that lawyer storyline, have we, all season. Just that you're upset about Kanye and Courtney and Stinky Feet Pete. You're not okay. Kenny and Court. You say boring, I say minding their own business. But hey, we see who's thriving. Kenny and Court work on themselves, go to therapy. You're doing amazing, sweeties. Thanks for sticking with the drowning ship. The thing about Kendall, she's boring. And we. I, I want to reiterate this because I don't want to come across mean. When I say boring and I it's too much of her, she's not good for TV. She is not a reality TV person. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay when like Kylie's there and they just keep it light but like we only need so much of that (laughs) that's fine uh it's funny this was at the end of last season but the whole lawyer thing so if we could ever escape that of course the preview for next week's episode i already don't want to watch it because it's like oh my god the harvard laying it on thick about how important kim is and her work (laughs) is so important Oh, well, and did you see, I think later they're going to show like she's still doing more prison reform stuff, which I'm not trying to shit on the cause. Like at the end of the day, she's bringing awareness and that is actually very valuable. Now, what is she actually doing? I don't know, because all she does is Zoom with the prisoner, then Zoom with the prisoner's family. And then like she writes a letter to somebody. And since she lost the the juice with Trump. I'm not sure it's holding as much weight or it's being as effective. So she just wants to remind, I mean, whatever she's doing work. Great. Good for her. She does whatever these things are. Does she need to tell the whole world? No. But the fact that it's on the show, I think is her reminding of like, look, like, look, look, I'm doing something. And also um, when my sister wants to hate me, I can be like, look, I'm doing such good things for the world. Like, it just feels so heavy-handed. Well, where is Van? Remember her and Van? Was it Lathan or Latham? Yeah. Where is he at? They were doing all this stuff together and partnering with Uber so prisoners can go take a job interview. Van Jones, that's the same. Yeah. If she was committed, Van Lathan's the one that does the podcast with Rachel, who is the bachelorette. Yeah. He's at TMZ. Yes. Uh, yeah. Van, she was with Van Jones, which was worse. Yeah. Van like, actually like does interesting things. Van Jones. That's who it is. Because I'm like, uh, where is, where is he? Yeah. Oh, uh, I just, the political. Uh, yeah. The can follow through. Because otherwise it's just optics, which is why your sister doesn't like you. All you care about is optics. All you care about is how the world looks at you. I don't give a fuck what people. And you're opportunistic. So if someone contacts you because they know your name will get them attention, you say yes because you like how it makes you feel. I start laughing when you're actually moving the needle. <laughs> I start, yeah, that's, and that's, I hate to criticize because again, I'm like, at the end of the day, you're bringing awareness to something great. But what are we actually doing? Are there any policy changes being made? Are there any systematic change, systemic, excuse me, changes being made? I am, I'm uncomfortable when she goes visits juvenile jails because I'm totally against juvenile jails. Now I'm saying I don't have the answer with the alternatives for a troubled youth, but like going to have dinner with the youth, it's kind of like, ugh. like yeah, you look good and you feel good, <laughs> but like what? changed and taking Tristan with you it's like why is he there go back to another critical lens we should 
But again, I hate getting trapped in this web that Kim builds of like points and like building a case and dates and stuff. But again, I still find it suspiciously similar timelines to when Courtney got approached about going to Capitol Hill to lobby for restrictions on cosmetics and like animal testing and like ethics and things like that. That was like kind of before Kim mm-hmm. decided to do her prison reform thing. Yeah. But another time, and Kim called Courtney a fake humanitarian hoe. Fake humanitarian hoe. I'm like, well, we Kim, can. I don't think you're that real of a humanitarian hoe at this point. Like, what have you? If you can hear the sirens, I'm so sorry. Like, I live in the suburbs, but lately it's been the fucking hood. Oh, I thought it was my house because we live by the hospital. No, like, lately it's just been going down out here. Um, but even, like, uh, Kim being plant-based is kind of after after Courtney. Remember uh, Kim was rocking a bob? Yeah. <laughs> it was after Courtney. I'm just saying. She's like, Kim, if Courtney's not going to go to war with you. She finally says something with this wedding and you just like go nuclear on her because she finally called it out. Probably because she just wanted the wedding to be like the one thing that was like. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's fair. And I, I agree with Kim. Yes. You don't, Courtney, you don't need Courtney's permission. Yes. Courtney might be overreacting. And I think she is, but comma, but. It's an overreaction because she's triggered by everything she's been through with Kim. So she's kind of like, bitch, my wedding, even my wedding. And if the tables had turned, Kim would have been like off the deep end. But Kim would have fucking slit Courtney's throat if that would have been her. Like if Courtney would have got a deal with Dulce and Cabana after my wedding. Yeah. And the whole thing is just. I really hope. Also brings up a thought I had about uh, the, there was like internet chatter where it's like court courtney's just always resentful because travis wrote in his book a hundred years ago that he was interested in kim but if we use that logic maybe kim's the one that's pissed that courtney now has the life that kim thought she wanted yeah. with Kanye and it disintegrated travis wrote in his book a thousand years ago that he was interested in kim they hooked up Nothing ever came of it when you actually got to know her personality. <laughs> and when the timing's right to get with Courtney, he decides she's her, like, they're soulmates. They get married and they're having a kid and they're seemingly having this life Kim wanted and it fell apart. So I if you want to use that logic, I don't think it's an actual issue. But if you want to use that logic, I think Kim's more in the position to be resentful. Exactly. Because what I would say, if I were Kim, what I would be a little low-key jealous about is and this is my, my love language is affection and touch and all that. If I saw how lovey-dovey they were and how Travis is like really loving on her, making sure she's safe. She's, they live in a different state. Because Kanye, <laughs> right, her children, lives in the same state as her with the kids. Because Kanye, and it's not a knock on Kanye, this just might not be his love language. I never felt like he was super affectionate with Kim. Like there's never like this, like, oh, I feel so safe with him. It didn't look like that type of thing. Obviously, he had other, he likes gift giving, right? That's kind of his thing. But there's something about Travis always rubbing Courtney's back, having to be in like a close proximity, making sure you're, oh, you're okay. I mean, for God's sakes, 
Kanye didn't even let Kim announce her own pregnancy. Yeah. He just like took it from her. Also, Kanye's narcissism probably made Kim's narcissism worse. Exactly. And then you have the both. Kanye, everything with Kanye and Kim was, Kim was a reflection of Kanye. Yeah. They're married. Children were his seed. She was his paper doll. Even (laughs) when he was, saw her as like an attractive, like woman, it was more like I'm sexually desirable because I can get that like sex object to be mine. Like that's the whole thing to unpack. <laughs> yeah. He probably was like, she's cute, but she, she has potential. if She works. Yeah. With me. But and I think with Travis, I don't take credit for it. Right. And don't get me wrong. I think Travis, he plays the celebrity game well too. He likes a certain level of attention, but I don't think he's a narcissist in that way. Like, I think he's like, he's able to let Courtney shine. Like, I don't think he needs to be like, we've got to do this and I'm the greatest like oh have your moment do your thing girl yeah so um but yeah and I also don't think court I do hate kind of that Courtney they bring up that Courtney's issue is Travis I'm like if Courtney had an issue with that she would have never even got with him let alone married him I assure yeah. you she doesn't give a shit however I will say to like how Kathleen always says is there anybody fucking else that we yeah. can date <laughs> no overlap but can we ever get no overlap for God's even the Odell Beckham Jr. thing? I'm like, this cannot happen because he's already been linked to Chloe. Yeah. Please find somebody That's else. Tough. Please. And to to be fair, Courtney had already tried to start like her not like shunning of the family, but just providing some space and separation. Yeah. Long before Travis. And in fact, she probably was able to connect with Travis because she started to separate from the family. Because she put her put her foot down about like having to film with Scott yeah. and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. And I think if, and we're talking about dynamics, if anyone's upset, it might be Kim that Courtney has found this new independence and yeah. it's kind of like, no, I don't, again, I don't need you guys to do what I want to do. I can do it on my own. And I think Kim does uh, enjoy be- being around her family, but I feel like part of Kim is like, fuck, why did I do that? Why didn't yeah. I just take my little family <laughs> and do my own thing? Well, because you're all codependent. And you guys need Ayana Van Zant to come on the show, just one episode, <laughs> and tell you all off. <laughs> Kim needs to be fed by being constantly told she's the one in charge in the right you're in charge and you're in you're in the right Courtney's out of her mind and I'm also actually okay if people are like they're both in the wrong because yeah you can say at one point they're both wrong they're both right Kim however it looks bad on her because she's not budging on anything she's doubling down right she hasn't grown she hasn't shown trying to remedy this behavior all that meanwhile still being like how can I fix it yeah. Oh, you like, don't want to. I'm just a single mom. I'm so happy being single. And single I'm just mom so great. And like jobs. lawyers. I don't get. Oh, well, Courtney hates me. That's that. Going to Cabo. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. That's of the season four, episode one. It's our episode. Um, I think I'll name the episode Phone Calls and Guacamole because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> phone calls in Cabo because what did you say titties and 
the Mexico trip was titties and guacamole. Titties and oh yeah, maybe I'll do that. Titties and phone gu- calls, titties and guacamole. Phone calls, titties and guacamole. I gotta write that down so I don't forget because what what the fuck even happened? Yeah, that was an hour of nonsense. So much. Do you say titties, boobies? Oh yeah, you have boobies. I, I have tits. I have tits. Ugh. Alrighty. Alrighty, well, have a good whatever you're going to have, and we'll talk to you later. Bye! Bye.